Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Very happy to be with you today. Um, Just to let you know, we're in our 22nd year on Voice America, and this is the program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities and problems into solutions and make your dreams come true. Today, my guest is Lisa Papp. She is the founder of Walk With Path, a leading smart in soul, utilizing gait analysis to improve the health and lives of older people worldwide. This is the first of its kind device. And it's a smart insole, and it really helps to improve mobility for older people suffering from chronic conditions such as Parkinson's. And Lisa found Walk With Path in 2014, and it was based on her developments during innovation design engineering, along with her personal experience with Parkinson's suffered by her father. And Lisa Papp has received Innovate UK's Women in Innovation Award, And she's been noted among 40 female entrepreneurs, making the world of 2021 a better place. She holds a BSc in human biology from King's College in London and a double master's in MA and MSc in innovation design engineering from Imperial College in London and the World College of Art. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Patricia, and thank you so much for the very nice introduction and for having me today. Yes, it's wonderful to have you here. You are talking to us from London. That's right. Yes, I'm in Europe at the moment. But very nice to be to be in the U.S. via the radio show. Yes. You know, one of the things I really want to talk about is how you founded this company. I know that you founded it in 2014. Part of it was your developments in your work in innovation design engineering, but yeah. also personal experience you with your father with Parkinson's. And I, I also have to tell you that so many of my guests that I've interviewed over the years come to their work through a personal experience, an aha, something that they solved a problem or something that were, really wasn't working in their life and they created it. And this is really what you did. I mean, now you're helping millions of people based on something started to really help your dad. So tell us that story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, you know, when you have a a, a person very dear to you and close to you who's suffering from something um, progressive and incurable like Parkinson's, everyone is is quite affected in the family, to be honest. Um, It's something that impacts you every day, every hour, Um, you know, especially for him, of course. Um, but but also for, for the sort of close family, you are quite impacted. You're worried about the future. You're worried about what, what might happen. Um, you're worried if you, you come visit and he's fallen and maybe he's been there for a while or, you know, you don't come visit, he's fallen and uh, and he's been there for a while. So there was a lot of concerns, really, um, that uh, that led me down to this, uh, this journey of, of wanting to try and create something that impacts daily life that improves daily life and that isn't a drug because I had really seen some of the side effects of the drugs not being very good. Um, the sort of traditional treatment for Parkinson's is, is very sort of levodopa based, which has a range of side effects. For him, it caused hallucinations. He yeah. thought there were strangers in the room all of a sudden. So quite sort of severe side effects that, you know, really sort of disturb you that are then treated by other drugs with other side effects. And, you know, it's a sort of cascading effect. Mm. So my my starting point was very much, what can I create which is only going to be positive and isn't going to have any sort of side effect? Um, and I wasn't necessarily looking towards technology. It was just, you know, how do I solve a problem around walking, which was a focus for me because of the falls that that he had had. How did you figure that out? I mean, you knew you had the problem, knew your father had the issue, you had the engineering background, but how did you go about doing this? What was your process? 
Yeah, so at the time I was studying the masters that you mentioned in the introduction, which gave me a sort of ecosystem of support. So I did have guidance on design thinking, which I used. Um, there was a model called Double Diamond, where you sort of go through a, a four-stage process of deeply sort of trying to understand a problem. And that involved speaking to many other people with Parkinson's, as well as people with multiple sclerosis, who also experienced mobility issues, but who were typically much younger. So my process was very much spending time with people suffering from mobility problems, both both them and sometimes also their family members, listening to, to their coping mechanisms and, and observing. And oftentimes you find you learn a, a lot by observing people because there are things that they've started taking for granted, which is just part of daily life that they no longer think about, that they wouldn't describe. So you really develop this sort of wealth of insights. Uh, and then from that, I went through a process of um, sort of brainstorming. What are the sort of insights that are most important to me and um, and that maybe have the potential to have a, a big impact on, on someone? And what is it that I'm most keen to sort of solve uh, in this case? Um, and what I had noticed, especially with my father, he suffered from a symptom in Parkinson's called freezing, which yeah. is where you suddenly um, come to a standstill and you can't really progress with walking. I had found quite a few people with Parkinson's have that, up to, up to 50%. And, um, and it's one of the main causes of falls, essentially, because it's almost like, you know, your, your feet are causing you to trip over. Mm. Um, what I had noticed with him was that... Um, he had developed this coping mechanism of asking somebody close to him uh, physically to, to put a foot in front of him, um, like basically as a, as a sort of obstacle in front of his own feet. And he would then step over that foot almost instantly. So it worked a little bit like, like magic if you, if you haven't seen it before. Yeah. Uh, it, it worked, you know, instantly. How did that help you come up with the insole? I mean, when you said that he wanted someone in front of him so he could walk over the foot, how did that, when you thought about that, how did that help you design your product? Yeah, absolutely. So, in fact, at the time, um, I came up with ideas for two products, one of which is the insole and another one is a visual cueing product uh, that we have available uh, at the moment. The visual cueing product um, is in a way taking that phenomenon of putting the foot in front, um, but but turning it into something which makes you much more independent by providing a, a light as that obstacle instead of the foot. Um, so, so that's really inspired by, by that symptom specifically. Um, what can also be quite common for people with, with these conditions and it, you know, elderly people in general uh, is a symptom called peripheral neuropathy, which is um, a sensory loss that you might experience and that makes it harder to stay balanced because you have uh, less proprioceptive input as you walk and therefore uh, are more likely to, to lose stability. Um, so that was actually discovered also during all of these user experiences with people. Um, one statement that really stood out for me um, from one patient was, I feel like I'm walking on cotton wool and mm. we were on a wooden floor. Those are two very different things. So, so what yeah. that means is that they felt comfortable, right? It was easy for them. It was more that he felt like he was stepping onto something soft. Cotton yeah. wool is soft. The wooden floor is hard. So he wasn't properly sensing where he was walking, essentially. And mm -hmm. he needed to use a stick, you know, to, to try and... and um, I see. And, and stay stable, uh, for that reason, primarily. Um, yeah, so so it was those sort of different experiences with people asking questions that led me to discover some of the um, inherent things that are invisible. You see somebody with, with Parkinson's or multiple sclerosis uh, or, or many other conditions that are just completely invisible. You don't know what they're sensing um, versus what is the sort of truth or what I'm sensing. And, uh, and I found that the sensation was completely off and therefore the insole was developed as a means to, to enhance that by providing a vibratory stimulus uh, yeah. upon contact with the floor. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, in our next segment, we're going to spend a little more time on this, but I do want to ask you, when you were able to develop this for your father, was he your kind of prototype? Was he the first person? And then after that, you said, well, I know you'd been talking to a lot of other people. So did you try it out with many people at once or just your dad? No, I tried it out with quite a few people. Um, I mean, logistically, I was in London and he was in Denmark. So I didn't, you know, have the ability to test with him um, all the time. So so I engaged with multiple people. Uh, I also was able to to meet people with Parkinson's via social media uh, and, and sort of patient groups in the UK, which was really helpful. Um, I was also quite keen to sort of get, I guess, neutral feedback in a way. You know, as a, as a designer, I think one of the um, things that you can experience when you are doing patient work and, and experiences with users is that sometimes they want to, they want you to succeed, right? So they want to say, well, this is nice, et cetera, et cetera. I wanted to, to have a more neutral opinion from more of a stranger, I suppose, in the development phases. But absolutely, I, I you know, I got the opinion of my father as well. Yeah. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Lisa um, very much about once she came up with um, the design that was working for people, then what happened? And she started this company in 2014. And we're looking at the progression because now it's, um, well, it's eight years and it's almost nine years kind of where we've gone with this. And I think the other piece that we're going to talk about is innovation and really having an idea and going with it. So you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we'll be right back with Lisa Papp with Walk With Path right after the break. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to get real, discover who you are, and get the tools to navigate your life. It's time to rock your midlife with Dr. Ellen Albertson, the Midlife Whisperer. Your midlife roadmap is the blueprint you need to roll with change, transform yourself, and create a fabulous second adulthood. Get answers and solutions for whatever you're up against and transform problems into opportunities. Make your next life chapter your best chapter with Rock Your Midlife every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are listening to the Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That number again is 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we're talking with Lisa Papp, who is the founder of Walk With Path, which is a leading smart in soul. And it utilizes, you know, the AI gate analysis to improve health and lives of older people worldwide. And it's the first of its kind in a device. It's a smart in soul, which aims at improving mobility for people suffering from chronic diseases such as Parkinson's. 
Welcome back, Lisa. Thank you. All right. So we talked about how you created this company, how it was, you know, founded around a need that you had in your own family with your father with Parkinson's and how you tested it with many people and you saw that this was working and you started in 2014. Now take us through, it's almost nine years now, kind of the progression of, you know, what were the steps leading to where you are now and what have been, you know, some of the frustrations. So just kind of share with us and then I'll jump in and say, okay, and then what happened? (laughs) I think it's important for listeners to know, you know, when you've created something, what do you go through? I mean, they see the end product and it's beautiful, but what are, you know, what are the ups and downs you go through and kind of the resilience you need to stay with it when you're doing something like this? Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely ups and downs in any sort of entrepreneurial journey, I guess. Um, for me, in 2014, um, towards the end of the year, I started the company. It was based on um, the final outcome from my master's program. And so this was my sort of final degree project, which had the two concepts uh, for the two products, one being the smart insole and the other one being the sort of visual cueing product for people with Parkinson's disease. Mm-hmm. So both product concepts were sort of roughly prototyped uh, using Arduino, uh, which I'd had to sort of self-learn a little bit with some with some tutoring help um, to what sort of try. Yeah, Arduino is like a little uh, electronic board in a way that you can program. It's almost like a little set that you can use if, let's say, you have no electronics experience. It, it gives you a sort of platform to try and do electronics projects mm-hmm. in a simple manner. Okay. So that's the sort of uh, platform. So, yeah, so we're talking uh, quite rough sort of prototypes at the time. But it gave me something to go and discuss um, based on with people. And it gave me something I could sort of start testing on. So so that was a valuable thing. At that time, it was just me uh, working on this. But I had some support from the Royal College of Art where I'd studied. So I moved into their sort of incubator space, which gives me uh, a bit of support on you know, what do you do when you're trying to start a company? Um, legal support, you know, how do you right. make a contract or what do you do in terms of NDA or company registration, et cetera, et cetera. All those sort of things. Um, so so that was the start, really. But that also meant I was together with other entrepreneurs. So they were in a similar sort of journey. Right. And, and so had a couple- what you're talking about is the business plan, and then getting the legal aspects in place. Yeah, the sort of basics on how, how do you get registered? What do you do? Um, mm-hmm. It also gave me a bit of a platform for um, creating contacts. And and they also knew, for instance, about competitions I might be able to enter um, to have more financial support. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so that was at the sort of beginning um then uh maybe almost a year in uh, someone from my studies joined me as a sort of co-founder he had an engineering background so it was a quite good match to my more clinical sort of um background before the masters um so so that was also very nice in a sense because it's a lonely journey being being a sole entrepreneur yes it you're, is <laughs> you're sort of alone with your problems and and achievements so yeah so, so that was an important uh, step in the journey to have a, a colleague. You um, know, I want to ask you something, Liz, because I know I, I'm, I'm in a similar, um, I've been a solo entrepreneur for a long time, and you don't always have that person to lean on. I mean, you do, but you're still, it's still you very much. Were there, were there times during this journey where you felt discouraged or did you always feel like, no, I'm on the right path, we're going to keep moving? I think overall, I felt like I was doing something that was important okay. and and therefore worth doing despite having to make sacrifices. Um, to, to give you sort of an idea, I mean, at the time, uh, I set myself a time frame and a budget because obviously there was no salary to be had from, you know, starting up. So um, I set myself a budget of £10 a day. That's maybe $15 or something. Uh, that I could live off. I said, we're not talking, you know, a, a big budget. 
And that meant, obviously, I had to say no to many things, social engagements with friends who had regular jobs, et cetera, et cetera. So you do make sacrifices as an entrepreneur. Um, and you, you need to sort of see the bigger point of what you're doing and why you're doing it to, right. to want to keep making those sacrifices. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think that something you said resonated with me when you said, I knew I was doing something important. And I think that overall vision is what keeps you going. I mean, and, and if you read any book on success, most people will say it's the vision, right? It's the, I mean, you go through these obstacles, but it's the vision. And obviously it's really worked because your company is nine years old and, you're, and you've really grown. So, all right, so keep, keep us moving on the path. So you brought in a partner. <laughs> yeah. An engineering background. Go ahead. Yeah, so he helped me obviously to take the products um, much further and really advance them uh, and make them more robust, more possible to test with more people. Um, so, yeah, so that also led us to our first sort of investment round in, in 2016 from angel investors. So that means, you know, private individuals essentially. Uh, and so that was towards the end of 2016. So up until then, I'd had no salary. So we're talking a few years of, of these sort of sacrifices. And then when you have an investor come in th this relatively early, um, that that's a really big point. And that's a really big sort of milestone in, in the journey. Yes. And that and, and also, too, don't you think when you have that, it, it um, gives you more peace of mind and freedom to create because when you don't have that, you are worried about the bottom line. You know, it's real. So that's, that takes up brain space. Whereas when you have the, the financial backing or that security, um, it's easier because you don't have to worry about that as much. You have to keep it in mind, but it's not a survival as it might've been before. Yeah, it's a totally different thing. I think, you know, when you don't have funding for your business, you spend so much time trying to seek that funding mm -hmm. so that you can bring in colleagues and, and, and basically execute on your vision, right? So, so you're taken away from what you actually want to do, which is the sort of product creation and engagement with users. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and that's something probably a lot of entrepreneurs really need to keep in mind. You know, unless they come in fully funded and that can happen, but more than not, it doesn't. Right. I mean, sometimes yeah. with that, but more than not, we're building. We're building. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So, yeah. So at the, from from the sort of angel funding, um, you know, we had sort of quite strict time frames and budgets. It was also in tranches. So we didn't get the, the full amount up front. We got a bit of, of, of cash for a few months, had to then deliver on milestones to have the next payment yes. uh, and then deliver on new milestones. So mm -hmm. it gave a, a different sort of pressure as well because yeah. uh, it was very, it was a quite strict time frame over sort of nine months to basically hit the, the launch of that visual queuing product for people with Parkinson's in, in 2017 um, so, so there, there was a lot to do in those months, that's for sure. Yeah. And then um, from that, once those milestones were met, did you then obtain more funding? Yeah, so once those milestones were met, we were sort of at, uh, you know, product ready to, to be sold, essentially, that sort of stage. We had the regulatory approvals and the angel funding had covered us up until that point. So um, one sort of, I think, relatively big mistake I made in that sort of funding round was that I truly underestimated the efforts it actually takes to sort of do marketing and make a product known. Yes. Uh, and I think I was perhaps a bit naive about that and about what it takes to get healthcare systems to, to cover products like this for benefit of, of people with chronic conditions. Yes. However, you you definitely overcame that, right? I mean, because eventually you were able to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So the product is covered by, by several healthcare systems now, um, but it was definitely not an easy journey. So if we're talking about sort of frustrations, this is a big part of it, I think, um, because getting into healthcare systems is, is truly very long. 
And mm. as an entrepreneur, you want things to happen quite quickly. Yes. Um, but healthcare systems don't really operate quickly. Um, so, so this was, you know, there, there's not a very good match in, in those sort of um, ambitions, I suppose, of an entrepreneur versus a healthcare yeah. system always. Yeah. So that I, took a long time. Yeah, and I think that's such a great point. I mean, I see that too. And one thing I've had to learn and is patience, right? And planning out far enough ahead so that when you have to wait, you have other things moving, right? Because that, that yeah. helps things in the pipeline. Absolutely, absolutely. So we've had a, always had a really big focus on on exactly that and, and providing the sort of clinical evidence. So we're continuously really trying to sharpen up our clinical evidence, gather more evidence um, on, on both the Parkinson's product and also the, the insole, which we're actually currently testing in people with diabetes mm. living with, with neuropathy. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk just about that. We're going to spend time talking about how then you test this product how you worked with consumers, how you found them, and what were the results that you had. So this is really fascinating. My guest today is Lisa Papp, and her company is Walk With Path. And it is a she has developed a first-of-its-kind medical device, uh, which is a smart insole, which helps to improve mobility for people suffering with chronic conditions such as Parkinson's and other others as well. And the company was founded in 2014. It's now nine years old and the company has done very well. So we're going to talk more about now that whole process of then testing the product. All right. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back you are listening to the patricia raskin positive living show right here on voiceamerica.com america's voice my guest is lisa papp she is the founder of Walk With Path, which is a leading smart insole, and it utilizes gait analysis to improve the health and lives of people worldwide. And it really, um, she developed a smart sole insert, which helps to improve mobility for people suffering from chronic conditions. And the company was developed in 2014. It's now nine years old. And Lisa received Innovate's UK Women in Innovation Award in 2021. And she was among 40 female entrepreneurs making the world a better place in 2021. And she has incredible um, credentials, um, human biology from King's College in London, a double master's for innovation design engineering. So welcome back, Lisa. Thank you. All right. So let's talk next about now you've gotten your funding and it's working. 
Now, how did you work with people to test this? How did you measure your results? How did you know it was working? So share that part of the journey now. Yeah, absolutely. So we're sort of dealing with medical devices and our strategy was always to try and get them into healthcare systems. And for that reason, we are, have been very focused on trying to generate clinical evidence. So, um, so we work both with users in a very informal manner by trying to connect directly with them for feedback and, and sort of product uh, experience uh, information. Uh-huh. But we also work closely with clinicians um, to test it more formally, like in a, in a sort of clinical trial or clinical study. And so, when, yeah. when you did that, how did they do that? They would then test the insole with their patients. Yeah, so we have had several sort of studies uh, over the years with slightly different focuses. Um, at the moment, we have one going on in Manchester where the insole is being tested um, in a way where we're looking at standing, walking, and stair walking and the impact of the vibrations from the insole on people's balance and walking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so walking and the importance of walking is that it can tell a lot about how we're doing and our general function, our potential risk of experiencing a fall uh, and so on. And so you can compute that from, from quite simple gait parameters, gait being walking. Um, and so we look at that and we look at how just the vibration improve versus no vibrations, essentially. And what kind of results did you get? Or are so, you? So, yeah, so we keep sort of getting more, more results because uh, some of the studies are ongoing. Um, but at the moment, we're seeing significant impacts on walking, especially. So this means people have a, a, basically a faster walk, which is indicative of, of a better walking. It, they also have uh, more symmetrical walking. So the, the symmetry would be between left and right leg around how much time you spend in the different phases of, of a walk, mm-hmm. uh, for, for example. Yeah, some of those parameters. Lisa, could this help a person who doesn't have a chronic condition, but maybe their gait is off? Maybe they're, you know, they're imbalanced a little bit or one foot might be shorter than another. Could it help the, the general consumer who might have a gait issue? We believe it can, absolutely. Uh, a lot of people actually also uh, have some sort of level of sensory impairment. Mm. They may not be diagnosed with it. They may not have really thought about it because it happens progressively. So you may not sort of suddenly notice that, but, but you might actually have that. And that's one of the main reasons why older people fall uh, older people who don't have any sort of condition, right? So older people who are otherwise healthy, um, th- one of the main reasons they fall is, is that sort of sensory impairment. Yeah, yeah. And so, and that can be tested, right? By going to a physical therapist, for example, or a neurologist. Yeah, um, both both those sort of candidates would be able to perform that sort of test typically. Mm-hmm. A GP might also um, so, the, yeah, you would use uh, sensory testing with uh, tuning fork and things like that to, to see if the person can perceive it, yeah. Mm, okay. So tell us more now about um, the process. And so you worked with physical therapists and um, you got the results, the clinical results. And then how did you then perfect the product. I'm sure there were points along the way where you said, well, if I did this or if I added to the product, it might be stronger. Where were kind of your tweaks, if you will, along the way? I think there's there's tweaks almost uh, continuously, (laughs) to be honest. Uh, You know, we keep having user feedback and then we prioritize what do we want to implement. The insole is also connected, so there is also the app to sort of consider uh, when it comes to user experience, um, as well as the charging. So one sort of concrete example, uh, we yes. used to have an insole that had like a micro USB that would plug into it to charge. Micro USB is what is used on an Android phone, typically, for example. Yeah. Okay. Um, what we found was that some people, especially 
for instance, people with Parkinson's, they struggled a little bit with something that was that small and that wasn't symmetrical in the way that a micro USB has an up and a down. And if you don't put it the right way, it doesn't work. Okay. So, so based on that, we wanted to explore easier ways to, to charge the product. Mm-hmm. And so we've implemented um, a more sort of inductive charging now, which means that you can leave the insole in your shoes. You don't have to take them up to, to plug them in, which makes that significantly easier. Yes. And then we have like a sort of charging pod that you drop into the shoe around the heel area and it then aligns and then charges in that way. Um, oh, so so right. that makes it significantly easier. Yeah. And I would think also easier for people who, um, you know, may have a chronic condition or may not use technology. Um, challenge, technology may be challenging for them. So that makes it easier for them, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's easier, absolutely, but it's also just more convenient. Even when I'm using the insole, of course, it's it's just convenient to not have to take it in and out. Right. So now you use the insole just as a preventive measure? I'm sort of continuously testing, uh, you know, like let's say a new app um, update or something before it goes live. Um, so, yeah, so I, I use it for that reason. Um, it's comfortable, uh, so so it's more as a, I stay abreast on how the product is is working and performing, and I, I want to know it better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about the other product. I know we've talked about the insole, but then you said you have another product as well. Yeah, that's right. So the other product is the one that was really inspired by my father's um, problems. And that's the one that provides this visual cueing to stimulate and trigger walking in people with Parkinson's disease. Um, this product um, is a shoe attachment. So it sits uh, over the shoe. So you can wear sort of most types of shoes. And then this will strap on the outside of it. And it will provide like a visual cue in the form of a laser line, which mm. is projected on the ground. Interesting. And, and that... How, what kind of results have you gotten from that? What, what feedback are you getting? So that product was actually uh, one of our first sort of studies um, back in 2017 or around then. Um, we, we were collaborating with a team in the Netherlands to, to do some work together. Um, and here we had really good results uh, in terms of visual cueing, assisting in preventing these freezing experiences in people with Parkinson's, but also in limiting the time spent in that state. Um, so, so that was really strong results. Since then, we have continued doing, uh, doing work. And at the moment, actually, we're working with a team in Northern Arizona uh, as well who are testing it in the U.S. Oh, that's great. Great. Good. All right. And so... Um, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break in a minute, and when we do come back, we're going to talk about where the company is now, what do you see as the goals for the company, what do you see in the future, and also what do you see in the future for mobility? You know, Where do you see the needs and the products and the innovations coming you know, in the next three to five years? Because certainly um, this, is, this is the wave of the future. And it's helping so many people. So that's something that, uh, you know, I'd like to ask you about. Um, We have a couple of minutes to break. So do you want to add anything else about, um, you know, the testing of the products? I guess only that uh, for us, testing has been really paramount. It's been really informative for the product design, Um, especially this sort of one-to-one engagement with different people, uh, Mm. getting their feelings uh, about the product, about the situation, uh, and really trying to understand the, the context of, of the user. Yes, which is what you did when you developed that visual cueing product, right? And also when you developed the charger, right? You were listening to what they were saying about usability and how easy or challenging it was. Yes, and that's a very iterative process. So this is something we try to keep doing as we, you know, develop it and refine it. We, we 
try to keep circling back to, to mm-hmm. users as much as possible. That's great. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Lisa Papp, founder of Walk With Path, and it's a leading smart insole. And it aims to improve mobility for people suffering from chronic conditions such as Parkinson's. She founded the company in 2014. Um, it's based in, in England, in London. And it was based on her developments during innovation design engineering and her personal experience with Parkinson's suffered by her father. Uh, Lisa Papp received the Innovate UK's Women in Innovation Award in 2021. And she is among 40 female entrepreneurs making the world of 2021 a better place. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be back with Lisa Papp right after the break. with you wherever Alexa and Google are, at home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. It's time to get real, discover who you are, and get the tools to navigate your life. It's time to rock your midlife with Dr. Ellen Albertson, the Midlife Whisperer. Your midlife roadmap is the blueprint you need to roll with change, transform yourself, and create a fabulous second adulthood. Get answers and solutions for whatever you're up against and transform problems into opportunities. Make your next life chapter your best chapter with Rock Your Midlife every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash VoiceAmerica or search for the keywords VoiceAmerica. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash VoiceAmerica or search for VoiceAmerica. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back again my guest is lisa papp and she's the founder of walk with pack walk with path and it is a leading smart insole, and it utilizes gait analysis to improve the health and lives of people worldwide. And it's really the first of its kind medical device. It's a smart insole that aims at improving mobility, often for older people, but many times anyone who's suffering from chronic diseases. And it can also be used in a preventive way to help people improve their gait. And Lisa founded Walk With Path in 2014, and it was based on her developments during innovation design engineering and her personal experience with Parkinson's suffered by her father. And she holds a BS in human biology from King's College in London, a double master's degree in innovation design engineering from Imperial College in London. And she received the Innovate UK's Women in Innovation Award in 2021 among 40 female entrepreneurs making the world of 2021 a better place. So welcome back, Lisa. Thank you. All right. So let's talk about two things. One, I'd like first to talk about where is the future? Where are you now with the company? You know, wh- wh- How have you grown from the beginning? Where are you now? And where do you see not only the future of your company, but the future of these, of, of mobility, the future of needs of um, all of us as we get older and if we have conditions or even preventive um, ways to help us um, improve our mobility. So what do you see? 
Yeah, maybe just to, to start in terms of um, where we are now and what our focus uh, is. So uh, when we started uh, selling um, the product for, for people with Parkinson's, we started sort of um, basically selling directly to end users and often the families of the end user would be the one that would um, buy the product or get in touch to, to discuss the appropriability for, for their um, father typically or mother. Um, so, so that was the sort of starting point. We then started working with some uh, partners in different countries, like distribution partners, mm. and started working more and more on trying to getting into the to the healthcare systems. And we find that um, given that we are a small company, we're we're still a sort of startup in a sense. Um, it's it's really helpful for us to work with partners. So, as an example, um, we have a partnership with a company in Taiwan which is um, making Pathfinder available in the Taiwanese market. And we wouldn't have had any sort of reach there had we not had a partner like, like this entity to, to be able to introduce the product, uh, speak the local language mm. and, and do the marketing, etc. So this has proven to be a better model for us, essentially. Right. Yeah. So you, do you see your company using more partners as you move along? Yeah, essentially that is that is our plan now to work more with partners who mm. are really active locally, who have you know physical attendance at local conferences and events, who have strong partners that, uh, partnerships with the clinicians who are important as stakeholders. Absolutely. Mm. What do you see for the future of these products to help mobility, Lisa? Yeah. For us, it's our big vision that everyone essentially has an insole um, mm. quite early on. What uh, I've learned during this, these years and this process is that I think as humans, we sometimes uh, you know, don't think about what will happen in 20, 30 years. We don't sort of plan that far ahead. And one of the big things that causes perhaps... Uh, difficulties uh, as we age is is not being physically active early enough or or not doing it enough and is not um, considering healthy lifestyle to some extent uh, and and the fact that frailty can sort of start in your 40s you can start losing muscle mass and unless you sort of keep good maintenance of your of your body you you might have problems later on this is something which is sort of big vision for us to sort of try and engage with people quite early on to stimulate yeah. and motivate um, and then uh, have the tool be capable of, of tracking changes, tracking right. potential issues right. very early. Yeah. So what started out as a product for chronic conditions, right, based on, you know, the experience your father has had with Parkinson's now has become a concept of this is something everybody could use. Absolutely, absolutely. That's definitely where we want to be uh, at some stage. Uh, you know, you I think you asked about three to five years and, and what do I see happening then? I hope we'll get some way on the journey uh, in those years. But again, um, you know, it requires patience to be in the sort of medical area um, yes. and it might just take a little longer. Yes. What would you say to entrepreneurs listening to this who might have a vision that you had, really want to do something? What would be a couple of points you'd, you'd make to them? I would first of all say that um, it's really nice to be in a sort of ecosystem with other entrepreneurs. You learn a lot. You have people to bounce ideas with. So I highly recommend taking part in accelerator programs, incubators, and so on. These are really valuable for, for the sort of peer-to-peer -peer learnings, but also the greater ecosystem that you're part of through that. As example, uh, we took part in Mass Challenge Health Tech in Boston in uh, 2020, and they just have an amazing network of uh, clinicians and hospitals and so on that you can sort of tap into. And so did, did their patients use these products? Um, you know, the Mass Challenge Health Tech is, a, is an accelerator, so they didn't uh, as such have patients. But it's via that accelerator that we met AARP, 
um, Thing, with yes. whom we have done a bunch of um, user insights and research that and so wonderful. on. Isn't yes. that wonderful? Yeah, yes. it's, it's, as you said, it's one contact then leads to another. It's like a whole network that develops. Yeah, very Absolutely. good. Very good. What would be your, your closing thoughts to our listeners today regarding um, mobility, walk with path, your company, just on everything you've kind of gleaned over the years of doing this work, um, what would you say? What would be your message to our listeners? Yeah, so mobility um, is an interesting one. It's something we all take for granted, I think. Uh, at least I know that I have for many years taken it for granted. And I think most people sort of take it for granted that they can walk and be safe, you know, until they they run into some sort of issue. So mm-hmm. when we're talking about preventative health, which this essentially is is aiming for, you know, by aiming to reduce the risk of falls, aiming to uh, improve balance um, and mobility, staying safe, staying independent. It's all sort of focused on, on prevention in a, in a mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. And I think as, as humans, we always think that you know, we're a little bit immortal or it's very easy to think that until we run into a problem. So what you're saying is think prevention and realize the gifts that we have and take care of take care of what we have take care of our bodies absolutely yes that's a it's a good way to put it i think it's uh, it is about recognizing that uh, you know we need to do things for ourselves um, before before we get older right we need to do things continuously yes lisa pap it was wonderful to have you on it was insightful it was enlightening Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. And just want to tell people the website is walkwithpath.com. Correct, Lisa? Walkwithpath.com. Yeah, that's right. Okay, great. All right, just want to close quickly um, by saying, uh, if you'd like to contact me, it's Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. You can uh, get a copy of my newsletter, and that will share all the guests that I have on each week, those wonderful guests. Um, You can also find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. And if you're thinking of doing your own podcast, I've interviewed 5,000 people in my career and love to help people get their positive message out through the media as well, through podcasting. All right, everyone, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.